Hey there, everybody. This is Johnny Ganache from Pina Comics Podcast, and I want to welcome you to Huh Podcast featuring Dino and Michelle, talking about pop culture, talking about their family, and talking about a whole bunch of good stuff. Remember, be decent to each other and have fun listening to this awesome show. This is Gang Alley Media, where faith, family, and pop culture collide like a bloody train wreck. Hey everybody, we are back. Her podcast. This is Dino. Michelle is taking a break today. I won't need a break. You know she's tired. Um, I've got a special guest, my good buddy from the iHeart Geek Show. We've got Dub. How are you, bud? I am doing outstanding. Hey, long time no talk. We haven't been talking to what 20 or 30 minutes right now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I'll hear start you to trade into the shows. Yeah, I hear you have a great Halloween episode coming we do, We do, and it'll be on after this one, apparently, with yeah. with, with <laughs> listeners of your show that will be on that show. So yeah. that's that's like weird kind of meta cross-promotion going on. It yeah. scares me. I don't know what, what we're going to do, you know? That, that, is, <laughs> that is community right there. I, I feel like we kind of married our shows a long time ago. I mean, we're completely different shows. Yeah. We're, not, we're not even close to the same. But I feel like we definitely have a fantastic relationship yeah you know over the last year and a half or something that we've mm-hmm. we've been communicating yeah. and th- this is what i always wanted in podcasting you know it's just that you know i don't want to lose my identity as a show to for somebody else's show right. but at the same time i like having that community and that's what's yeah. really nice with me and what me and you seem to be really building here and there's a few others out there that are doing it you know i really enjoy that this community aspect yeah yeah, me too. It's you know, like like sitting down at a crazy Thanksgiving dinner, you know, and mm-hmm. you, know, you know, there's the crazy the crazy uncle. And I, I was everybody. wondering if that's what you were calling me. Am I the crazy uncle? No, I, well, <laughs> I, I could be your crazy uncle. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and um, like we've talked before, and your show talks is, is very broad in a uh, topic and there's a broad on the show <laughs> but up and yeah. oh, bad joke sorry <laughs> and you know you you talk about anything anything is geek and anything your- that you obsess on is geek you right. know we we've done shows on cars and weaponry and gi joes and comic books and mustaches if you obsess on it we consider a geek and we, we want to know about your passions. And that's really, you know, the geek community has opened itself up a lot. And, you know, and I love that people can give into their obsessions a little bit and be able to share them with other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, our show, we deal with everything. Like I say, faith, <laughs> family, pop culture, it all collides like a bloody train wreck. And horror you know, movies. Because I am who I am. I don't yeah. I, I can't compartmentalize myself, mm-hmm. you know? And you shouldn't have to. And no. So, and my family is involved, so we do that too. And we are a horror movie loving family, but also other things in that genre, sci-fi, mm-hmm. comic books, stuff like that, um, crime, you know, yeah, everything. So, so are and we going to debate on what we're going to talk about today, if that is horror or not? 
Are we going to debate about I th- it? No, I but don't, I, I don't want think it is. Your perspective. Okay. Okay. You fire away first, and I'll, I will retort. Okay. Because, and this is something because you had asked me, being a Christian mm-hmm. and a conservative, a, a personal conservative, yeah, myself, how do I? Nego- how, how do I navigate those waters yeah. of being a, a faith person, mm-hmm. a person of faith, and loving horror? And when I was on your show, I found out that you love a particular movie. I do. I really And I do. sat and I said, really? Because, <laughs> wow, it is probably... It's dark. <laughs> gory. It is definitely gorier. Than any film I've covered. Really? Is it? Yeah, I I think so. Because I haven't covered huh. like Peter Jackson's Dead Alive yet. Okay, that that's interesting because I, I look at it a different way. So yeah. Wow. So I, yeah. So we're talking gore up the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking a fantastic heavy metal soundtrack. Oh, so good. The drums are we're talking bleak. Uh just nasty, dystopia, nihilistic, dystopian opera, opera. <laughs> and this was what was this? Uh, two thousand and eight, I think. This I'm came not up. sure. I will look that up as as we keep talking, and I'll I I'll correct you if we're wrong. Been, uh, two thousand. I'm gonna say two thousand and eight, and if I'm wrong, I am wrong. But Repo, the genetic opera. By the middle of the 21st century, organ failure had become a worldwide epidemic. But Geneco was there to satisfy the demand for organ replacements. The problem is, if you miss a payment, Geneco sends out the Repo Man. And when he finds you, your time is up. It's a comic book come to life. 
Oh, it is. (laughs) And I want to answer one of your things that you said right off. Mm -hmm. And what surprised me is that you said that you thought it was gorier than any of the Mm -hmm. stuff you watch. And I mean, I I am terrified with some of the stuff you watch. Right. But so I, I think it's because I am such a comic book freak. I love comic books that the the gore in it feels like you're reading a comic book. So I don't equate it to, you know, bl- there's no blood splattering, but there's somebody that rips their face off. And it's just that very comic book way that they, they handled the gore. And now that you say, yes, I do like, Ooh, yeah, that is pretty key. Stapled another face to his face. That's interesting. <laughs> Which the Joker has done. So yeah. Well, know. this, this came before the Joker did doing that. actually. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I look at it as very cartoonized. Okay. So I think that's, I, I guess I give myself a, uh, you know, I don't want to say that I try to justify what I like, but that probably would be the reason why I like that type of gore. I mean, I can't, if I watch Saw, I want to vomit. That's right. just gross. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that stylized violence that I, I guess I, I can justify to myself a little bit more. 2008, right. you're right, by the way. Yep, 2008. Uh, it was directed by uh, Darren Lynn Bozeman, who directed Saw 2, 3, and mm-hmm. 4. Actually, um, I was not even aware of that. Yeah, and it was uh, put out by Twisted Pictures, who did the Saw film, yeah. uh, distributed those. And, and The Devil's Carnival, by the way, it's... Yes. yes. And that... Uh, that one was a little dark for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thinking of of getting some people together and doing an episode on yeah. both Devil's Carnival and Hallelujah Devil's Carnival. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the second one, but and and all three are on Amazon Prime right now, which is so nice. Just to yeah, give everyone a heads up on that. Okay, how did you find this movie? Um, as it looked like a comic book to me when I saw a little preview of it. Mm-hmm. Because, in fact, it had the, um, on the preview, it had Sarah Brightman, who is one of my favorite singers ever. Right. It has a still of her made like a comic book, and it goes into the panels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I gotta watch this. This looks cool. And that, right. that's all it took was, for instance, like, I love the Warriors, and I love the mm-hmm. fact that they did the comic book stuff on it. And that just, that to me says, well, you know what, even if the movie sucks, I'm gonna give this one a chance. Right. So, okay. and, and then, um, you know, within the first minute, I was hooked. I'm an audio engineer, and it had that, just those, those drums, that kick drum. I, I, there's only one other band I can think of that has a kick drum that sounds that good. And it was like, that's million-dollar production, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. If it's, that makes not, sense. it's not Metallica on saying No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, um, it's more like... Um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, 30 Seconds to Mars has a very similar drum sound. And, um, oh, Bloody Kisses, Typo Negative. Um, okay, yeah. That definitely has that feel to it. And I, and I like the whole goth metal thing to an extent, to, to, as long as it's produced well. And this, I mean, that the second that first drum, boom, 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 I'm like, oh, wow, I am in it. You know, I kicked everybody, basically kicked everybody out of the house and turned up my, my, my home stereo as loud as I could get it. Cause I'm like, this, this is the experience right here. So that's, that's, that's my opening gambit into repo, the genetic opera. Yeah. Cause I had, uh, 
I had heard about it when it was going to be coming out on a uh, video. Mm-hmm. And of course, being a horror person, I loved the Saw movies yeah. at that point. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to see. So I ended up renting it. I think it was back when Netflix was doing the mail through. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back then. So I got it. And I was so excited. I went, and honestly, I think I lasted about 15 minutes. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not like it. And really? I it off. Okay. And and I don't know why it might have been Bill Mosley singing at that point where I'm like, this and is that just deep, deep low thing. Yeah. Me. And it was really, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, it was just overly, and as much of a gore hound as I am, it, I don't know. It seemed like gore for gore's sake. At that point, I was a different person. Yeah. Because another film that I saw back then and hated, and now I love, is Hobo with a Shotgun, which has... That sounds that, amazing. I've that, never heard of it, but that sounds awesome. Rudger Hauer, man. Ho- okay, that a, wins. Hobo <laughs> with a Shotgun in this cesspool of a town blowing away criminals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so, in. Yeah, you he wants to get there. A, you sold it. You sold he it. He has money. <laughs> he has a choice of buying a lawnmower to start a business or a shotgun to take it down the scum of the earth. He gets the shotgun and then hijinks ensue. Yeah. But it is extremely gory. And now I love it. Back yeah. then, I, I don't know why, but I don't know. Now I'm a different so, person. I, I, I actually <laughs> do want to know this because. You know, as I say, looking back and, you know, flashing back to watching the movie, I can I can kind of see why you would say it's super gory, but I thought never it never came across as gory to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wonder what is that, you know, the first 15 minutes, like, OK, I'm done. What was the point that said, oh, OK, this is too much. Do you remember it what was, scene it was? It was the it was the whole scene where. Uh, Bill Mosley. Ogre and Paris Hilton are singing about who's gonna get oh, the yeah. business. And I hated Ogre. Paris Hilton in this, by the way. She was terrible. And like <laughs> between that and the singing, which I wasn't a fan of, then, yeah, the incest joke yeah, and all that in there. And, all that, and I'm like, I don't know, it just sat wrong with yeah, me. I get and it. Then, so I, I backed out of it. And then I didn't get back. I didn't go near it for a while until I was on your show mm-hmm. talking about Escape from LA, and somehow Sarah Brightman got brought in. I think Satomi mentioned her. <laughs> I then, can't imagine she'd mention her on a Broadway anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, "Did you see Repo the Genetic Opera?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I don't think I, I, I did, but I didn't." Yeah. And then I said, you know what, let me go and watch it again. And then I, I got sucked in. Oh, yeah. it's it, 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 Everything it, 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 didn't bother me. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this. And the thing that hit me was uh, Nathan, the repo man. Uh-huh. I love his voice. Oh, and isn't it? I'm yeah. like. And I'm sitting there going, wow. And I wasn't a big Buffy fan either. I, I didn't, it just mm-hmm. something I didn't watch. So I really didn't know who he was. Yeah. 
And I'm like, this guy can can sing, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and it kept flashing to me. I'm like, it reminds me of Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it reminds me of Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. And I'm like, wow. But I'm like, but it reminds me of Jesus Christ Superstar, the original, the original Broadway production, not the movie. Yeah. And then I looked into it and realized that Murray Head was Judas and Jesus Christ. Oh, Superstar. wow. I didn't know that one. That's- and Anthony Head is his brother. <laughs> and I'm like, really cool. whoa. <laughs> so it made that connection. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that. Yeah. That well, really brought I, together. For I tell you what really sold his voice to me. Cause I, I'm an, I'm okay with his voice. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when they did, there's that song at the end that him and the girl do together. You yeah. and I will be together in this daddy of the world to me. That harmony there. I'm like, I was so sold at that moment. I'm like, he could, they could, he could do no wrong at that point. Yeah. Cause it was, it was emotion. I don't care how good or bad you you sound when you sing. I want to feel something. And that, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel something on this. This is awesome. Like, yeah. for instance, the guy in the beginning of it that has that really deep uh, Peter Steele type, type yeah. of negative voice. The the Grave Digger? Yeah. I like yeah. his oh, He is the, the director, by the way. Yeah. Or the writer, one of the two. The writer. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, and I I appreciate his voice, and I like it because it's cool, but it doesn't make me feel anything. Right. So therefore, it's like give or take. I mean, I like the music on it. Mm-hmm. That part of the the movie really made me feel something. Sarah mm-hmm. Brightman's part really made me feel something. And anytime right. that that girl would sing, you feel something. Mm-hmm. And that that's what's you know yeah. that's what really. Yeah. And me that on. was another great. I mean, the girl is uh, Shark Shark Boy and Lava Girl or Lava. No, girl? Uh, Spy Kids. Spy Kids. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. she was Carmen from Spy yeah. Kids. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, that, 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 that's, a, that's a heck of a departure. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> quite. And man, I mean, a tragic ending, you know, with the film. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch you're it. You're going to or you're not going to, but do it. Mm-hmm. Especially if, you, if you're a musical fan. Even, a, uh, I mean, you have Paul Savino singing opera to heavy uh-huh. metal music. I mean, Come on now. Yeah. No, this Who, who's not on board for that? <laughs> this is a musical for people that like metal. Yeah. Basically. I mean, because if you if you don't like metal, you're probably not gonna like it. And if you don't get kind of the tongue and cheek cheesiness of musicals, you won't like it. So it's mm-hmm. it's got a very specific audience on that. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, you got your horror icons. You have Bill Mosley, who was Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, who was Otis in, uh, you know, Devil's Rejects and, and okay, all that. Okay, yeah. Um, Paris Hilton. Yeah, she was in House of Wax. She got killed in that one. So, Shucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have the lead singer for uh, Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy, yep. Um, who I, I never really... I've never been a Skinny Puppy fan. Either way, but he's there. Um... Yeah, so yeah. Bill Watterson's in it yeah. uh, briefly, and he gets killed, which is just <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know how they got the people that they got for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's at that time. Let's be honest. Uh, Paris Hilton's still quote unquote hot. 
You know, yeah. I mean, she was still a hot property. Mm-hmm. I mean, not so much anymore. But they got her kind of in her prime when they thought that she might have taken off as a star. Right. Um, let's say in the Sarah Brightman thing, I'm, there's millions and millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, that was um, uh, Anthony Stewart's first takeoff of Buffy. I mean, because they thought he was going to do huge things. So, right. I mean, I don't know how they, I think that they were all friends with the director and that's kind of how that all worked in. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yep. Now, um, g- jumping off of this, as far as uh, horror musical type of things, you know, you mm-hmm. got stuff like Sweeney Todd. Are you a fan of? I'm okay with Sweeney Todd. Um, I don't love it like I love this one, but mm-hmm. again, this as from the audio engineer side, that's what does right. this for me. Because I mean, you, you, I've never seen a movie or musical that can compare to it. You know, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone's Gaga over Hamilton. I can't stand it because the the I watch the Disney mix and it just sounds like I guess I know the music's good and I know the singer's good, but it sounds like just garbage to me as an as an engineer. This mm-hmm. hits all my sweet spots as an engineer. This is right. why I record is to make music that sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. If that makes sense. No, I mean I'm I'm a musician myself. Yeah. I'm a bass player, guitarist. And you know, I hate the bass tone in this. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't sound like a bass. <laughs> the the ultra overdrive, overdrive, yeah, type of yeah. But that, um, I say that this is probably boring people. But yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play with a pick? No. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I gave me five of them. I don't. <laughs> I I I have I I've if I'm playing like in a yes cover band or something yes I'm gonna have to play with a pick and just doing roundabout and all that stuff because right. you gotta have that click sound. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you have that click sound, you're missing that beautiful low end register that you play the bass for. Right. You know that click just gets to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> now I'm jumping off again with the horror thing. Okay. I found out that, and I didn't know this, that you, are, are you still into The Walking Dead? Or um, I, uh, I don't know, I, I, I could probably say, I stopped watching after the, two episodes after the Glenn fiasco. Oh, okay. I was Where? just done, because it, honestly, at that point, I feel like they killed everybody they were going to kill. Mm-hmm. They brought in the, uh, the king with that tiger. Yeah, and the tiger looked so bad and so fake that I was done. Right, like, okay, I just invested years into this show, and I still love the comic books. Yeah, um, but I invested so many years into it, and I felt like that was a slap in the face as a fan that they trotted that out. I thought that they killed Abraham and Glenn for shock value, and I was just done. Mm-hmm. So before that, yes, I love every second of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Are you still into the into the whole thing? Um, yeah, we had uh, dropped our you know cut our cord, yeah, per se, and so we had kind of not had access to AMC because in order to do AMC legally, you needed a yeah. provider to get the most out of the app. Mm-hmm. But now, since the season ended, you can watch COVID, it. They, they yeah. put the whole thing on. So we had caught up to that point. So yeah, I, I I don't know why, but I felt 
of loyalty to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't know me. It owes me nothing, nor I it. But that that that's the that's the epitome of geek culture right there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And with the, you know King Ezekiel, I mean, you had Kari Payton in there playing mm-hmm. Ezekiel, who is cyborg, and our house. Yes, we even like Teen Titans Go. Um, uh, I liked the original so much that I just like, uh, I couldn't do the go. Right. See the original, I, I do like the original, but I, I take the newer one for what it is. Um, yeah, it's, which it's is a joke about itself. Yeah. So. Although I thought the movie did a fantastic job. Oh and, yeah. And with that ending part that the originals came back and like, that was mm-hmm. very cool, and we are so off base right now. We are so yeah. rabbit trailing everywhere. <laughs> oh, that happens. <laughs> well, normally, because you know, I cut it up into segments. Um, so we're we're our own segment machine right here, baby. We're our own segment right <laughs> now. And speaking of which, I'm gonna go into a let's see, commercial break. Commercial break. Hi, I'm Dean. And I'm Krista. She's the daughter. He's the dad. And together we are Family Plot. So put on your adventure hat. And join us as we take you on an adventure. Through strange true history. Weird true crime. And all all things paranormal. I'm ready. I have my hat on. It doesn't matter, Dad. No one can see us. You're breaking the fourth wall. Family Plot, available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And most other pod listening apps. Okay, great. (laughs) Dig that, dig that crazy monkey. I don't know what, I just felt like saying that. Man, you have so many friends on your on your show. It's everybody, you're advertised everybody. That's awesome. I yeah. I mean, there's so We're many terrible people about that. <laughs> that are just you know that have helped out. That have you know put my put my ads on air show. Yeah. You know, I've had you know you've been on. Um, I mean, heck, you've helped us out a great deal with advice and over the last year and a half. You know, shoot me PMs and stuff like yeah. that. And, and I, I, I still get on you every now and again. Hey, you screwed that up, Dino. Hey, <laughs> I know. Just like last week, yes. I know. <laughs> the duplicate segment. I didn't say, you know, I do it out of love. I'd never, I'm trying to ruin your show or change your show. I just, yeah. if, if, I see, if I see something that you might want to pay attention to that, you know. And I, I do appreciate the fact that you listen and you like, you're, I mean, if, if there's something on my show, you've caught me before on, did you mean to put that out? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I did not. And Whoopsie. I went and fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, and that, that is a, that's really nice with, as far as going back to where we started, started with, um, you know, our relationship, it's, 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 it's evolved a lot over the last couple of years. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, now you're not even... You're not a big Halloween type of person. No, either, right? I, I no, honestly, if the if the, if the um, holiday would go away, I wouldn't care. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of people on my show that are into it, and that's their thing. And you know, hmm. 
like everything else, I support your geekdom. That's fun, but it's not for me. Um, even as a kid, I never liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, free candy's great, but I mean, you know how much, unless they give you the, the, the good flavored Tootsie Rolls, I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> the vanilla and the cherry, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I just never cared. I don't, you know, we did a haunted house episode a couple weeks ago and I just, I don't like being scared. It's not fun to me. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, and, and going back to why I don't like horror, but I like Repo, right. I, it's, it didn't scare me. To me, there was nothing about it that was scary because I read, I read horror comic books and they don't scare me. It's more of an entertainment value. Right. So I feel like something's got to give me a jump scare. Mm-hmm. I'm done. It's, you know, my heart can't take it. I just don't like it. I don't like the way that, I don't like the way it makes me feel inside. Right. But it's- yeah, so that's why I have trouble. I say, you know, I'm not going to disagree when you say that that uh, Repo is a horror, but to me, it isn't. Okay, that that that's completely yeah. fair. And I think that might have been why I liked it now, as opposed to back then, was everything when that came out was gore. Mm-hmm. You know, you had this off hostile and hostile. all that. Yeah, everything was crime. Torture porn, yeah, type of thing, and I had kind of had my fill at that point. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, I've seen when I was eight, my dad took me to see John Carpenter's The Thing, you know, so which was terrifying. It is, and great, great movie, so great movie. Had, but t- the the dog coming out, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yes, I mean, so I've had my fill of gore at that point. And then I'm like, you know what? I might've just gotten a little worn down on it at that point. And then to have it with no quote unquote scare value, Mm -hmm. it seemed a little superfluous to me. Yeah. So I backed off of it. Now there's hardly any, unless you're getting into your real indie horror now like mm-hmm. your real indie horror you're not getting the gore anymore yes. everything is psychological jump scare blumhouse you know it's not even color anymore it's all blue and black yeah you know, gray and black muted color jump scare you know you know the rule of three you know you turn the you know you turn the mirror, nothing. You turn it again, nothing. Here's the third, third time. Straight, yeah. You know. So to have the gore back in there seems like a palate cleanser for me, I guess. <laughs> that, that, that's interesting, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think I was definitely ready for it. And, you know, like I said, I ended up loving the music. I, I do need to get it, you know, either download it or... It's on if you you have Spotify, you can get on Spotify. Yeah, and I am for free. (laughs) So yeah, that's definitely what I'm going to (laughs) be doing. Let let me ask you this: what What did you think of the? um, It it very much was a moral tale, moral Mm -hmm. tale, Um, and people do take it about one of three ways. I've noticed. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the moral telling of that? Because it, it definitely let, let let's let's start with the most obvious one, which is the 
um, addiction to beauty that we have in society that, you know, people are literally trading their lives away to, you know, for a, for a chest, uh, for, for, you know, we, we, we saw that part of the movie. That's the only nudity in the movie and, you know, the right. nose jobs and all that too. Well, I needed a new heart, but I figured while we were in there anyway, I'm going to get a nose job too, you know, and it's, everybody is so acceptable and it's like, you know, if you don't make the payment, you're going to die. And every night people are going to die on it, but they still will pay that price for beauty. And I think that's an interesting, in an ugly world, Yeah, that world was so ugly. And I think that's a really interesting um, telling on that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I've always had a problem with the elected cosmetic surgery type of thing. Well. Um, I, 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 there's or, everything to it is a balance. And, and, right. And, and I'm not yeah. shaming anybody. Let's get that clear. Hear what I'm no, saying? no, I don't think anyone's taking that as that. But right. I also believe if your barn needs some paint, paint the barn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I remember doing you know, pest control in Southwest Florida, which had a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And going to this, uh, guy's house in this gated community this huge house and the husband coming and he had obviously had a facelift or something and there were literal staples around his head rat face and i'm like (laughs) and the gentleman was probably close to 70 years old Mm -hmm. and i'm like can you you're really not fooling anybody here yeah and what why would you do that can't be pleasant yeah experience but hey you've got the money to do that you mm-hmm. do i don't you know so yeah as far as the superficial trading your life for you know to look good yeah it definitely spoke about that yeah um the tragic thing for me is the relationship with the with the father and the daughter and it was kind of like a I wouldn't say it was a Munchausen by proxy because he wasn't getting sympathy off of her sickness. But it was this I wanna protect you, so I'm yeah. gonna hurt you to protect you. But we see that a lot. You yeah. Know? In in I mean this is moving forward 15 years. I mean, we all, we, whatever your opinion is, we keep our kids at home because of for school now to try to protect them from something. I try not to be right. <laughs> too much on this. Um, but most experts agree that kids should be back in school because it's healthier for them. But the fear factor has kept them at home stuck with us and now we're getting so used to it are we going to let our kids go when the time is right are we gonna let our kids go be kids again and that's i think that that's the story is you know he really kept that daughter so close he could never let her go right i mean and you and i are about the same age um maybe a year or two off we're close. but we grew up in a time where on a saturday morning you be, be back home by night. Yep. <laughs> and grabbed your bike and went out and came mm-hmm. back when the streetlights went off. Yep. You don't do that now. It's just sad. You know. Right. Now, is it because there is so much 
they don't, or is it because we've been told that there is that we believe? Is it because a we've been told. reasoning? It's, it's been we've been told, and the, and it just you know the the fear in our society it just makes it worse and worse and worse. For instance, you know, let's go back to Halloween for a second. Um, you know, at you every every kid in the world has to take their candy home and drop it to their parents and make sure that there's no razor blades or anything. In the last twenty years, there's been four four reported cases of a razor blade or a hypodermic needle put into a, a kid's candy four out of the last 20 years. And we're still in this panic mode about it. Right. And face the kids don't eat the apples. Fear, 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 fear. And let's be honest, candy, candy for me went down my throat before it ever reached the bottom mm-hmm. of the bag. <laughs> tootsie rolls. <laughs> Send me tootsie rolls. <laughs> my, kids, my kids have to pay me a, a Reese's peanut butter tax <laughs> well, it's the parent tax about government overreach yeah so they each pay me a candy <laughs> <laughs> but but we have believed all these fear tactics for so long that that's why we don't let our kids go out and play you know right. you know i have three kids and you know most of they're mostly grown now but i i had trouble letting them go out and play and i i would go out and play and like i'll be home when i'm home bye <laughs> What do you want me to do about it? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whichever parents' house that you ended up at, you ate. You know, and that's you don't right. do that anymore. And I think that I think our society is going to be hurting for it. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what's going on now. Right. Well, I mean, I'll feel philosophical and stuff. <laughs> hey, we're 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 getting way too highbrow for this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about repo now. When he ripped the face off, you know. <laughs> Gore. Gore. Yeah. Okay. So, and the other moral lesson I think it was talking about was with um, Paul Savino and his kids. Right. He had all the money in the world. He screwed up on his kids, and rather than deal with them and try to fix them, he said, oh, nope, they're ruined. I'm going to give this to somebody. I want to give my whole fortune to this other person that has no blood to me. That has right. no relationship to me, uh, mm-hmm. rather than I knew his her mother, right? And I think that's a really interesting take that I don't think a lot of people pick up on. He would rather than fix his blood, who he poured his whole life into. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just saying that he believes he's such an evil person that he passed it all on, so he wants someone that he's had nothing to do with to take over, or mm-hmm. if he's just if it's just kind of a. Um, you know, a society that, you know, loves everything else more than we love our own family. Right. Yeah. Didn't even think of that, did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he even said in the song, you know, that if it wasn't for Nathan, you would have been mine. Yeah. You know, because he was involved with the mother and then yeah. he fell for Nathan and all that. So it's like, well, no, it had you and she hooked up that wouldn't she, have been your child that would have been a completely different child anyway you, you would have had another uh person that staples right. their face on and is, and is addicted to dead people brain right know? right that child would not have been shiloh <laughs> it yeah. would have been it would have been horrible whatever monstrosity you raised you yeah. reared up yeah yeah so i i think that that's really an interesting thing that people leave off of this film is the fact that you are responsible for what you create. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say that if you're a good parent, your kids are going to turn out good. Or if you're a bad parent, your kids are going to turn out bad. But in general, that's kind of the truth. 
Right. You know, and he only created monsters because he was evil. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, and Nathan was not, he was just a working man. Right. I mean, he, he's not, he's not a good person, but he's not evil. He's, he just does the job that needed to be done. Yeah. And he has his faults, but it's, he created a lot better child being the working man than the rich man did as being evil. Right. And And it's interesting. Right. And then when all was said and done, Nathan owned up to his crap in that. Yes, he did. You know, he owned up. No, I'm, I did it. I wronged you. I did. And I'm getting what I deserve. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's fantastic way of, yeah. And I think that's what proves he's a good man. Yeah. Because Paul Servino never believed he was a bad person and he never took responsibility for the evil. He goes, I'm dying, but now I'm going to screw you guys over for one more time and give it to somebody else. Yeah. So he never admitted to his mistakes. Nope. And then, but Nathan did. Yeah. So I think that's a really, and that's what makes him a good man versus, because you can be, you can do bad things in your life. But it's that moment that you realize that you've you screwed up. That's the difference between or were you a good person in the first place or not? Right. Wow, yeah. I didn't think there's this much morality play in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <Good laughs> <stuff>, man. Loving it. <laughs> so um did you want to see the I don't know why they didn't. I guess it didn't make enough money. They everybody was slated to come back for the sequel and it just never happened. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Well, now you would have. It wasn't back then. This is a movie that didn't get as well received, probably for the first five years. Yeah. And then it hit streaming, and everybody loved it. Yeah. Because this is one of those movies that needed to find its audience. But unfortunately, when you have everybody signed for right after, and nobody watches it, you lost everybody. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was so open ended at the end. Mm-hmm. The the little girl gets the fortune, and the uh, the rest of the family is claiming that it's still theirs. I'm like, wow, this is gonna be yeah. good. <laughs> yep, and you know, spoilers. Too late. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I would love now that you know. By me, I don't know what the atmosphere is over in Vegas um, with films. You know. We have um, a drive-in about an hour from us uh-huh. that they've got three screens and they're doing two double features on two. Uh, they're doing a double feature on two of the screens and a uh-huh. triple feature on the third screen. And I would love to go and see this at a drive-in or even my $3 theater. Yeah, this does seem like a drive-in now. movie, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, just with this booming sound system, or yeah. even the one in your car now, because they don't do the speaker box thing anymore. But just have that surround sound going on. Yeah, and that oh, how cool would that be? Yeah, let's say you know that's that's why I enjoy, uh, you know, having the nice home theater systems that we all have now have made the theater obsolete but you miss that that big screen with that yes i have a nice theater sound but i want it i would like to be in as part of that huge theater with the high roof and the loud you know the the, the subwoofer under everybody's uh, under everybody's chair it's like oh. 
Yeah. Because it is, you know, going back, because I'm going to be a dork on this, um, it's what I would call a full spectrum sound. Mm-hmm. It's got these gorgeous highs all over it. I mean, the it's got that perfect sizzle on the hi hats. Yeah. And then that low end, it's not, it doesn't feel farty, you know, because right. I mean, you'll hear a lot of farty bass tone. There wasn't that, it, everything was really tight and it just felt, it's, you know, I almost call it a cocoon. It's, it catches, it covers every part of you in the, in the audio spectrum. You know, that's, right. that's it. This is why I love this movie more than anything else. It's just beautiful to me. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, fantastic. And yeah, so we are talking about Repo, the genetic opera. You can catch this on uh, Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, probably on 2v2, but if you're doing that, you might as well just get it on Prime because you don't have the annoying commercial interruption. Oh, I could not. Do not watch this with commercial inter- interruptions. It will ruin your day. Yeah. Because yes. it is so straightforward. It, it, is, it is a story that you would be told at the campfire that can't be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. If that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Now, Dub, uh, let everyone know where they can find you and iHeartGeek. And- okay, you can you can find iHeartGeek on every single uh, podcatcher there is. We're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on Podomatic. I mean, if, if you have it, if you, if, you, if, you, if you listen to podcasts on something, we're there. Uh, just I heart geek. Um, I know there's one that's I heart geeks. That's not it. They're not very good. Don't listen to them. I heart <laughs> geek. Uh, we're also on uh, Facebook and we do a video on Facebook. We do videos on YouTube. We do a lot of backstage stuff and we have a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's that. And hopefully our website will be up within the next three weeks because we're revamping it, which we've been at for a while, but we're finally getting it done. And that'll be www.iheartgeekshow.com. Great. And you know what? You sell merch for your podcast as yes, well. Yes, we do. Where can we find that? Uh, just look up um, iheartgeek on teespring.com. T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G.com. Yeah, there you have it, guys. Everybody, you know where to find me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. We've got the Facebook group. You can find us at gangalley.com. And you know, can I say it? Can I say it? Go be ahead. Good, be good to each other and keep on keep on geeking on. Ah, I got go. both hey. of them, baby. Yeah. Peace.